0: Presented by X Insurance.
1: X Insurance from the Six Sour Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America, fighting the enemies
0: of freedom. Mark, Mark Walters. our Hour one of today's broadcast, Thursday, from Armed American Radio's AAR Ranch in the Sig Hour Studios. Now, on the Crossbreed Holsters, Mike is in the rearview mirror. We're heading into the second hour of the program. It's all being brought to you by. By the great X Insurance. Greg over in Dallas, Tejas, how you doing today? You said that you just looked at the temperature during the top of the hour break. You said it was 107? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah it's hot, man. It's hot. I, I, I'm heading out to Phoenix. I checked with a couple people uh, yesterday in about six days, and I checked with a couple people that said uh, it, it's not going to be hot. It's going to be warm. 105, 110. Oh, Yeah. Warm. 110 plus is, is hot, right? Hey, it's summer, right? It's summertime. And guess what? Those of you that live along the Gulf Coast, there will be hurricane Ooh. or two or three because it happens at this time of year. Really interesting stuff. So we had a great conversation with David Codria in the previous hours. Always a good conversation with David. He's so fun to talk to. Sure. And he puts out his take on things go so deeper than everybody else's. He spends so much time linking The amount of research that he does in his work is incredible, and it shows in everything he writes, because he supports and backs up everything he says with fact. Try getting that from a mainstream media outlet. Doesn't happen. doesn't happen at all. While we were talking with him, I got one of my alerts, and I thought, wow, what a great way to open this hour of the show. All right. And this is coming out of Phoenix. Arizona won a happy ending story right out of the box. Arizona woman shoots, kills, sex offender who tried to break into her home. Tucson, Tucson, Tucson. And, I love it. Uh,
1: Note to mom, He will not be home for dinner, and uh, that's it.
0: There you go. Interesting stuff. So yesterday, we got a call. From A.W.R. Hawkins. That surprised both of us, I think, yeah. Greg. It surprised yeah. me when I heard you say that in my ear during the during the segment as we we're coming back from a break. And we brought Dr. Hawkins in, had a great conversation with him for a few minutes. And I was getting ready to cover this story now. It's, it's kind of an evergreen story. And by that, I mean you can cover it any time. It's not real time sensitive. Because the topic interested me when I saw it the other day. I thought, wow, this is, as a parent, how would I react, right? Mm-hmm. I know what I think I would do or or would like to think what I would do. I also know what I might be capable of doing if my mind's not right. And, well, let's talk about it on the airwaves, and it's theater of the mind. Many of you are parents. Those of you who are parents will understand this maybe a little bit more than those of you who aren't, but even if you're not, you'll certainly get it. The headline was North Carolina dad shoots man who allegedly hit killed son moments earlier. But there's more to it than that. Because the father and the son were walking down the street. When a driver ran into him. Killed the son. They were walking down the road back towards their house. Because they had run out of gas. Now, this is kind of ugly because it was a DOC truck, a Department of Corrections truck, that crashed into him. Crashed into his son. Mm. The driver of the truck stopped and called 911 immediately, which is what you would expect, right? Yeah, sure. Well, the teen was pronounced dead at the scene. What happened was the father, Chad Woods, pulled out a gun, and shot the driver of the Department of Corrections truck before he tossed his gun into a nearby pond, then got in the Department of Corrections truck and took off, leaving both bodies, that including that of his son, on the side of the road. Oh, wow. And drove home in the stolen truck.
2: Who? This gets more bizarre by the line. The grandpa, Chad Wood's
0: dad, the guy who shot McKay, the driver who ran into and killed his son moments earlier. His name is Lawrence Claiborne. He's Wood's dad. He said he was just out of it going off and stuff. He was going. He just killed my son. He killed my son. So that's when I looked at this and I said, oh. There's there's. There's a public service announcement here. There's 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 discussion here because now this guy has been arrested. Let's say this. He is facing murder charge, larceny of a motor vehicle. And, of course, now, I mean, his family, including him, mourning the loss of their son. Right. Yeah. But he's got a court date coming up in uh, four days. His first date in the Person County Detention Center. I don't know where that is in North Carolina. And now the family is mourning the loss of a 21-year-old kid, and dad's likely going bye-bye for a long time. hmm. So think about this for a second. I smell a temporary insanity defense in this, like right off the bat, if I'm an attorney, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, you just witnessed the violent death of your son on the side of a road? And I think it would be pretty pretty easy to make the case. The worse the story gets, killing the guys, then stealing the truck, driving home. Yeah. And the words from the grandpa saying he was just out of it, he lost his mind. the, The worse it got, the more crazier it makes this guy seem in that moment. Now, make no mistake, I'm not justifying any of this. We're just talking about it because this is what happened. As a parent... I ask myself this question, How, how would, I, would I lose my mind like that if I had just witnessed that? Do you have to be nut job somewhere back in the recesses of the brain that you might not even realize to begin with to snap like that? Or could you just lead a normal life and something like that all of the sudden snap you, Greg? And you just lose it. Imagine the horror he witnessed on the side of the road, right? Yeah, it's pretty uh, devastating. Pulling out a gun and killing somebody is not the answer. I, I, you know, I often, oh, it's it's such a terrible thing to think about. But I have, um, you know, my kids have had friends just in, in the last two years. Sadly, three of them that were killed, four of them in motor vehicle accidents. Yeah, know, one of them was, you know, when the kid was driving too fast, it was his fault. His passenger fortunately lived, but he passed away. The driver was a friend of my son's son grew up with him. Went to, they went to everything from preschool to kindergarten together before they went to different schools. But one of the other ones was just last Thanksgiving, just back in November on Thanksgiving morning when a friend of my son girl from school and her family were heading to Tennessee for Thanksgiving dinner with their family extended family when a 24 year old kid crossed the road at 60 miles an hour because he was on his damn phone Mm. and hit him head on the father and my son's friend were killed instantly and the mother and her sister lived and I, I wonder how, you know, how, how would you react to something like that? How would you would you be able to keep your mind together? As a parent, oh, boy, oh, boy, I feel sorry for this guy. I do. I feel sorry for him. But I, I, I think he, I think he just snapped. It's not justifying his actions at all. But I, I think he just lost it. I smell a temporary insanity defense here. That's not going to bode well for him either. It's just going to put him in a loony bin before he goes to prison. Maybe he gets out because of that if that's if he's able to successfully use that. I don't have any idea. I'm just kind of pontificating here because that's what we do.
2: How do you see so what, what do you think Greg? I am uh, I'm with you also. I think the temporary insanity uh, plea is going to be first on the table. Um oh man, what happens to him afterwards? Uh, you know, he might get to a halfway house where they're, uh, you know, the the mentally insane, or there for a while, wherever they send the temporary insanity, please. Um, and then you know, and and like you said, who knows? He might get out on good behavior, or who knows? He might not even get convicted yeah. if 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 the temporary insanity they rarely work. I mean, they might send him to an asylum, but they may the judge may just see through it and just say, you know what, you deserve to be in jail, anyways. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It's, it's, it's a terrible story all the way around.
0: But, uh, you know, as a parent, it, it makes you think. It really does make you think. How would you react in a situation like that? Would you snap? I don't know. I have no idea. But, uh, wow. Terrible stuff happens every day, folks. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to go to Kyle Rittenhouse next, believe it or not. Don't go away. Back after the break.
6: Defense Firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, Freedom, Passion,
0: Precision. Indeed, Freedom, Passion, Precision, Daniel Defense. Mark Walters back at the ranch with you here in the AAR Sig Sauer Studios. And I'll tell you what, it's all brought to you every single day by X Insurance. We're on the crossbreed holsters, Mike. Boy, ooh. You know, I mentioned that... uh, that arizona woman shooting and killing you when we opened up the program yep we talked about that briefly yesterday and the reason i mentioned that is because this guy who broke into the house and i don't think i mentioned this in the previous segment i wanted to separate but apparently this guy was a registered sex offender with a rap sheet as long as your leg then i didn't mention that yesterday because i didn't know that so there we go even more kudos god bless her hmm. One last. So, yeah. So, I, I, during the break, I was questioning myself on that, that North Carolina guy. I am convinced that he just popped and lost it. Uh, yeah. I'm I, convinced. It, it, Greg, was because I, when you and I were discussing this, sometimes the best radio is a radio that you don't get to hear because it's during the break. So, we'll bring it to you now. And that was the discussion going on between the two of us. Well, certainly, this guy wasn't walking down the road thinking. I'm going to get my gun out of the car when we walk home in case a Department of Corrections truck slams into my son and kills him on the side of the road. Then I can kill the driver and steal his truck. Yeah, probably wasn't not thinking that probably not. So I just think the guy popped. I feel sorry for him. Yeah, because he snapped. But again, I, I, I bet you see you know, we'll keep an eye on this, but I bet you see a temporary insanity defense here. It just seems like that. Okay, so this is interesting. Kyle Rittenhouse has launched a foundation aimed at fighting gun control in Texas. He filed with the Texas Secretary of State's office that it's a nonprofit. It's, he's calling it the Rittenhouse Foundation, All right. based in Fort Worth, not too far from you. Nope. Not at all. And its goal is to, quote, protect an individual's inalienable right to bear arms through education and legal assistance. He's listed as a director, along with Chris McNutt, who is president of the gun rights group in Texas,
2: Texas Gun Rights. Mm hmm. You're familiar with them. I'm familiar with the organization. Uh, I, I don't know a lot of the work that they do, but I have heard the organization mentioned several times. Yeah, and Chris's name as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. Also, uh, a director is Shelby Greisinger, and I hope I'm pronouncing the name right, treasurer of the defend, currently defend, uh, defend Texas Liberty PAC. All right. And that PAC, according to Forbes, has financed the campaigns of, quote, right-wing candidates across the state. (laughs) So, there you go. Uh, Forbes uh, was unable to get a quote from Kyle Rittenhouse. I've got Kyle's number. I haven't uh, called him on this. So, I want to talk a little bit about this. I don't know how successful this is going to be. Is Kyle Rittenhouse the right person for this?
2: You know... Go ahead. Go ahead. This, I, is a, this is going to be a provocative conversation. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with him being the per, the spokesperson. Not at all. He was a victim that day. He absolutely he, was. He defended himself.
0: He did, and he was acquitted by a court of law. The, the court found that he did not break the law at all. There's a however here. We've talked about it on the show before, and I've used myself as an example. Let me give you this example now. If we were to find out, that riots were breaking out in downtown Atlanta, about 40 miles from me. Okay, because of what Fannie Willis is doing to Donald Trump. Let's just assume that that happened. If that were to be the case, I'm not going to say to my son, hey, bud, take my AR-15, and now keep in mind, too, let's say that he was, my son's 18, he'll be 19 in September. But if he were 17 years old, which Kyle Rittenhouse was, I can't imagine myself saying to him, hey, do me a favor. Grab one of my AR-15s and go down to the riots and help keep the peace. Or if he had a friend that had a auto car shop down there that said, hey, grab a gun and come down here and help me, you know, keep my, my shop safeguarded. My response to my son would normally be, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to tell him to take the gun to go down there. And you know, we've argued on the show back and forth many times because I'd be willing to bet you that if the circumstances were the same today, I bet you Kyle Rittenhouse would not go because he doesn't want to go through what he went through before. I saw the fear in the kid's eyes. Now, I've met Kyle Rittenhouse a couple times. I've shaken his hand. He's a nice kid. And he was acquitted because he should have been acquitted because of every right to kill those two sex offender felons that were trying to kill him that day. Is see the right spokesperson here, when you have organizations out there like Second Amendment Foundation and and many others, you know the Texas
2: group, et cetera. I just don't know how much legs. Maybe in Texas it will. I
0: don't know how what kind of legs this is going to get.
2: Well, you know, a lot of people actually consider Kyle a hero, but I think the problem sure. with the problem with your example is that you don't have any skin in the game in that in Atlanta. He did, and he was. You know, Kenosha was a, another town that he worked in. It was, uh, you know, his friend's, uh, I think, parents' business that was down there that he was helping defend. Uh, so I think that's more of the story than um, uh, than just, you know, a city X amount of miles away. It, it was actually a city that he had skin in the game in because he worked there. His father lived there. Uh, he had friends there. He had friends that had businesses there. And they were watching a lot of other people that I bet they knew have businesses that were being damaged or destroyed or possibly completely demolished due to these unhinged rioters. And, I, God, I would hope that there would be enough courage in Americans to go down and actually defend cities more than there have been. This is a, kind of a problem that I've had is that I haven't seen courage from actual Americans to defend their, their cities and their businesses. And I, I I just think I think he's well, the right guy to have a, a foundation because I think a lot of people, a silent majority of people, think that he did the right thing.
0: Oh, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. Absolutely nothing. That's why we're talking about it. I don't disagree with any of it. None of it. If more if more people knew that there were going to be people armed defend then it wouldn't even go on. Mm-hmm. All right? And we do see Americans defending their shops. If I lived in that area, I'd have been up on the rooftop as well.
2: Rooftop Koreans. I mean, you know,
0: yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't live in the cesspool. But if I did, I would certainly be defending my shop. And I would be well within my rights to do so. So it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how Kyle's deal finds out. I'll support it.
2: Certainly. Okay. I think he picked the and, right uh, state and the right city to do it in also. Yeah, Brown there's County. a lot
0: of people in the gun rights community. I don't want to say shun Kyle Rittenhouse. They don't. I mean, I've seen him at gun rights policy conference before. Met him there. Okay. He's been out and about. He's he gets out there. and God bless him for getting out there. But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of legs he's going to get. And here's why. The media. But for me, the more the media attacks him, instead of five bucks, I'm going to give him 50. (laughs) Okay. the media goes after him, which they're going to do. But I'm going to support it. So it's interesting. I, I it's yeah. Interesting. I'm glad he's not just going away. Right. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense will continue. Lots more fun stuff to cover. Don't go away. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the show indeed. Two more segments to go. Mark Walters at AAR Ranch here in the Six Sour Studios on this Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, it's all brought to you by X-Insurance. We talk about our partners all the time. One of them that we mention a lot, of course, is Heaven's Harvest. If you guys don't have any food, extra food, ask yourself why heaven's harvest has you covered use the promo code aar get a few bucks off and it's pretty good it's about 45 50 bucks somewhere around there on the entree bucket if it's the first time you've bought emergency food you'll feel a lot better if you're adding to your supply you'll feel even more better now, i've got a ton of it and my kids even a couple years ago the fruit stuff the freeze dried fruit stuff's really good it's just great for a snack You don't have to wait for an emergency to eat it. So pick up two. Or at the very least, even if it's just a 72-hour food kit, have a supply of emergency food on hand. Comes in great for, well, potential civil unrest. We all know that's not likely to happen anytime soon. Or just the weather emergencies, whatever the case may be. Or maybe a loss of a job. Just having food in the house will make you feel better knowing that you can feed your family. And it's great, wholesome food. Heaven's Harvest, and they've been supporting your right to bear arms for a couple years on this program. Support them back. It's inexpensive. You get the entree bucket, I think, is 185 bucks. You get it with the promo code at about 145 something like that. And it's worth it to have. You'll feel better. I, I can promise you. But check out all of our partners. Heavensharvest.com. Use the promo code AAR. And check out all of our other partners as well. You can find them all at armedamericanradio.com. Yeah, the Rittenhouse thing's interesting. I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that shakes out. But I'm going to support the kid. So you have it there. Interesting. Uh, I want to go to Alec Baldwin quickly just to kind of put him to bed. And I'm going to go to Alec Baldwin with a question. What do you think happens to him? Hmm. Now, it's, it's a guess. But I believe the mere fact that there is talk that he could be charged again means he is likely to be charged again. It's going to be hard to ignore the forensic evidence that's out. Now, it's his word against whose. If I say I didn't do it. Ooh, and let's go to something fun that I watched the other day, because I got into watching documentaries the other day. I just was everything from Iwo Jima to the Kennedy assassination. All right. You know, that's what I like about streaming services next one up that you might like. It picks the one, you know, just, yeah. oh, ooh, I'll watch that, ooh, I'll watch that. And I, I found myself watching about three of these things. And the Iwo documentary that I found, and I do have a real cool story to tell you about Iwo Jima here in a minute since I mentioned it, because I picked up a, a a very cool historical artifact from Iwo Jima that delivered the other day. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Greg, you can remind me of that. All right. But, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. I don't know what they're what they're talking about. I didn't do it. They have the rifle. His palm print was found on the rifle. I didn't do it. You know, and I'm not talking about Lee Harvey Oswald now. The palm print there was kind of a dead dead ringer. Who he was working for and all the conspiracy stuff around it, boy, that's a whole different story because I certainly don't believe he was working alone. But it's Alec Baldwin's word against forensic evidence. Do you not put the forensic evidence into play because the guy said he didn't do it? Not at all. Go into any prison, it's filled with inmates that didn't do it. So I think he's going to be charged again. Now, I could be way off on that, but I see the signals. The fact that there's various outlets talking about this, to me, signals that he's likely to be charged again. And I think he should be. Greg,
2: well, what do you think happens? Well, what's happening here is they are finally coming around to the conclusion that we did a couple of days after this thing happened, and we knew that he pulled the trigger. And that's what their, their new evidence is suggesting, because there's no way it could have gone off without him pulling the trigger. So essentially, they are finally coming around to those that know better and have been talking about it for a while and saying there's no way that would have gone off without him pulling the trigger. He pulled the trigger. And for them to have been... So stupid to, I guess, at some point dismiss these charges. And now they're coming back around after doing testing and deciding, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, he did pull the trigger. Duh. I mean, we told you all this well over a year ago. So now you're coming back to it like a bunch of idiots and finally charging him, which you would actually be having the trial right now if you had just listened to people that knew better.
0: Yeah, I heard somebody say in a forum, well, they can't. Charge him again. Yes, they can. He wasn't tried. It's not double jeopardy. He yep. didn't go to try He can't. Yes, he can. He was. Yeah. The charges were dropped. Correct. The charges can be refiled. Uh, quoting for I don't even know who this is, so I'm not worried about crediting the piece. I still got it in a word doc here, copied and pasted. Although Alec Baldwin repeatedly denies pulling the trigger, given the tests. Findings and observations reported here. The trigger had to be pulled or depressed sufficiently to release the fully cocked or retracted hammer of the evidence revolver. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, we were sitting at Sig Sauer just a few weeks ago, what, three weeks ago. And I asked the you know their senior executive vice president, can a Sig go off without the trigger being pulled? And the answer is unequivocally no, it can't. No gun can. Now, I'll be fair to Alec Baldwin. I don't think he tried to kill Hutchins. And I think what happened was a, quote-unquote, tragic negligent, it not accident, it was, an, it was negligence. Okay? But there are, this is a fascinating case for a lot of different reasons, because you have the chain of events that led up to it. Alec Baldwin, the actor, you know, they use guns in movies all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? And the chain of, you know, the handling of the firearm, and does the actor have, and this will all come out in court if he's charged. And it could very well work in his favor for 30 years we talked about this on the show many 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 times well i've been doing this for 30 years you know i have every reason these are the people who are you know i'm the actor i trust that it's done well when somebody puts a firearm in your hand you're not supposed to trust anything because the general rule is every gun is always loaded and you never point a gun at anyone or anything that you're not willing to destroy and your finger is off the trigger He clearly pulled the trigger, and the gun was clearly pointed at her. Or the end result wouldn't have occurred. And just because they did it for 30 years, just because New York has had an unconstitutional carry law for 100 years, doesn't make it right. It just took 100 years to overturn the nonsense. But this is a little bit different here. Okay, it's not a law. It's a chain of events that occurs. You have an armorer here. The gun was supposed to have been checked. The actor apparently in Hollywood, I'm not in Hollywood, can safely or should be able to safely assume that those other people did their job. But at the right time, if someone hands you a phone, when you walk out, I've lost count how many times I've walked into a gun shop. And asked to see a gun in the case. And ninety nine times out of one hundred. The gun shop clerk will pull the gun out, make sure the gun is unloaded, hand it to me. You know the first thing I do? Make sure Make unloaded. sure he was right.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right? I mean, that's just SOP, baby. That's just standard operating procedure. Clearly Baldwin didn't do that. I think this signals that he's going to get charged. And if he is, it'll likely be the same involuntary manslaughter charge. He will stick to his pun intended guns. He will stick to the lie. He has likely convinced himself in his own mind, because of what occurred, that he didn't pull the trigger. He will stick to that, even though he knows it not to be the case. Just like every other inmate that wound up in prison that said they didn't do it, that got convicted at
2: trial. Well, he doesn't want to you know, lose being around his family and his lush life and end up in a you know, whatever size cell no, they put him in. going to continue to deny, deny, deny. That's what we expect him to do. And claim, I don't
0: care what the forensics said, I didn't pull that trigger. Yes, you did. And the forensics prove that. And it will go to a jury. Do I think he's going to get 50 years in prison out of it? Likely not. Is he going to get something out of it? Likely. I think he's going to be charged. It'll be interesting to see. What happens now with Alec Baldwin? We've got one more segment coming up after this break in four minutes. Don't go away. We're going to go. We'll stay in California. We're going to talk a little bit about Newsom.
6: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the
0: show. Back to the show indeed. Final segment on Thursday at AAR Ranch here in the six-hour Studios on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, it's all being brought to you by the great X-Insurance. X-Insurance. So, uh, before I go to California... I'm seeing some numbers here out of uh, Democrat-run Washington, D.C. Homicides are up 27% year-to-date in D.C. Shocking. And I I have another happy ending story. You know, in honor of AWR calling in yesterday, that was a great call from him. I'm glad he did that. But he has a piece up today that we're going to talk about in greater detail with him because his take is always fun on this stuff. Quick trip customer shoots and kills alleged robber. Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh. (sighs) Oh. 10:30 in the morning. So let's see here. Uh, Quick Trip customer in Charlotte, North Carolina, shot and killed an alleged robber. My Fox 8 is reporting. Let's go to my Fox 8 over here. A larceny. Charlotte Mecklenburg Police said no charges are being sought in connection to a deadly shooting where a suspected thief was shot and killed by a customer at Charlotte Quick Trip gas station on Wednesday. Hmm. Well. Person killed has been identified as David Joseph Leon, Leonhart. 32 years old, old enough to know better, dude. Yep. His family has been notified of his death. Here's how I hope the call went. Uh, Mrs. Leonhart. Yeah. Hi, this is officer. So and so I'm calling to advise you that your son or husband or whatever was killed earlier today. When he was shot by a law-abiding citizen, as your son or husband or whatever, was robbing the quick trip. You can come claim his body.
2: I think I think this would have been a better voicemail.
1: Note to mom, he will not be home for dinner, and uh, that's it. So, moving on.
0: <laughs> We've got other calls to make, ma'am.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, no sympathy for a thief here, ladies and gentlemen. Where, what happened here is kind of interesting as I look into this. The uh, the cops got a call around 10.30 a.m. Uh, yesterday that a larceny at the Quick Trip gas station was underway. Responding cop was able to find this guy Leon Hart's vehicle and observed him discharging a firearm from the vehicle as he pulled out of the gas station. Then he drove back to the gas station where an altercation occurred between him and a customer. We were washing the truck, nothing out of the norm. We hear one singular bang, which we thought was a gun, said Hakeem Simmons, Cook's volunteer firefighter. We kind of all kind of scattered because we weren't sure exactly what was happening. The gas station customer fired at the accused robber, striking him, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. It gives you a better perspective of, you know, this job. I mean, it really keeps you on your toes sometimes because you never know what can happen. Uh, You know, these guys that work these convenience stores, very dangerous job. Absolutely. Very dangerous job. People don't understand that. Very, very, very dangerous job. Interesting. Uh, You know, let's go to California. But before I do, I want to get out. I was talking about Iwo Jima. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge student of the battles in the Pacific. The Civil War. I've I've studied this my whole life. I'm fascinated by it. I've I've done probably more reading on it than the average bear. Uh, Unlike AWR, I don't have a PhD in military history or anything of that nature, but it's it's a huge... I call it a hobby. I've toured a number of these places. I would love to go to Iwo Jima. I really would. But uh, that's probably going to remain on the bucket list forever. The island was given back to the Japanese a number of years ago. But I found... A very cool artifact, which is a and I, I picked it up from a museum from the Gettysburg Museum of History, by the way. And it is a Japanese round that was picked up on the beach, along with a vial of black sand, volcanic sand. And a uh, World War II uh, marine camo that the relics are sitting on that are encased in glass along with a, of course, the famous photograph of, uh, of the uh, flag raising at Mount Suribachi. And it's got all of the historical documentation on it and it's very cool. It's very cool. See, that's what happened when I started watching those documentaries. I started searching around for stuff and I found it hmm. and bought it and it shipped from the uh, Gettysburg Museum of uh, Military History just the other day. Cool. So it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's very cool to have. It's very, very cool to have that stuff. California, Gavin Newsom, he's up to it. But apparently, and we're going to talk about this more on Sunday, San Francisco Chronicle. And these are headlines I just want to read to you because it, it paints a pretty good picture of what's going on in California. Despite, and this is from the San Francisco Chronicle, certainly not a conservative rag. Despite concerns from legal experts, Gavin Newsom pushes forward with gun control amendment. Hmm. Sacramento B. California Democrats back Gavin Newsom's push to write gun control into the U.S. Constitution. Think about that headline. What is it they want to do? That headline tells you. California Democrats back Gavin Newsom's push to, and these are the operative words, right gun control into the u.s constitution can you imagine that that's what they want to do they can't get rid of and repeal the second amendment they know that so newsom 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 i was pushing I was newsom mm-hmm. is pushing his laughable 28th amendment and what does he have california democrats backing him in a campaign To amend the U.S. Constitution with gun ownership age limits, universal background checks, and an assault weapons ban in the Constitution. Why do they need an assault weapons ban in the Constitution if they say you don't have a right under the Second Amendment to own assault weapons anyway? There's that question that comes to mind. Liberalism is a mental disorder. What they're doing here, ladies and gentlemen, is the California Democrats are now with Newsom pushing for a constitutional convention to produce the amendment that would allow local states or allow states and local governments to limit your firearm possession rights. Think of what we talked about yesterday with Columbus and Ohio and state preemption. Newsom wants to actually physically write into the Constitution Their right to screw you out of your rights by not eliminating the Second Amendment, per se, by repealing it and pushing three to two and four to three. So the Bill of Rights only has nine. But by adding to the Constitution. An amendment that would nullify the Second Amendment and then go even further. By saying that every local municipality has a right to go even farther and institute whatever gun control it wants. They want to enshrine that in the U.S. Constitution. Good luck with that. But nonetheless, they want your guns, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how to make it any clearer than that. They do that for us. They make it clear for us. We know what their end game is. They're trying to add an amendment to the Constitution to do just that. But remember, nobody wants to take your guns. Nobody wants to take your guns. As they tell you, they want to take your guns. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is going to get up and do it again tomorrow on Greg's favorite day of the week, a Friday. Until we meet on the radio tomorrow, carry on, carry often, carry absolutely everywhere. Never, ever, ever leave your cave without your club. No self respecting caveman would ever do that. Enjoy your day. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow, guys.